Hi, everyone. This is Anne Doherty, co-founder and co-owner of Illum Advising and your host for Current, an energy podcast. Today, I'm excited to welcome Yasmin Chanez, Illum's first ever people champion. This is a new role at Illum that we created with the goal of taking good care of each other and really leaning into the values of well-being for our team. And there's no one better to tackle this position than Yasmin. And I'm so excited for you all to connect with her and just learn a little bit more about her as part of our work. Um, to give you a little more context, Yasmin leads Alum's recruiting, hiring, and onboarding and orientation processes, as well as championing our diversity, equity, inclusion efforts and also is principally responsible for all of the wellness activities at Illum, from things like instituting wellness challenges to organizing holiday parties, which we have coming up soon. You know, in addition to talking about Yasmin's role in DEI, we'll also talk a little bit about broader questions that we're experiencing in the workforce and that, you know, business owners like myself, as well as um, team members are experiencing, like, what does it mean to be a value-driven workplace? How can companies like ours address employee wellness? What it means to work remote and also the sort of effects of living through the great resignation or maybe better put the great reprioritization. So with that, and since we have so much to talk about, let's welcome Yasmin. Welcome Yasmin. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to talk to you. Um, well, before we jump into all of the questions that I have for you and for a longer conversation, it's probably worth formally introducing you to the folks that are listening. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, and give your formal bio and give um, everyone you know, a little more of an understanding of um, who you are and where you've been before you arrived with us. So <laughs> Prior to joining Illum, Yasmin oversaw graduate student recruitment for Arizona State University and served as an organizational development consultant for Aliento. Is that right? Yeah, Did I get that right? right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're a Phoenix-based uh, nonprofit. Yasmin holds a master's degree in leadership management from Thunderbird School of Global Business Management and a bachelor's in political science and justice studies from Arizona State University. She also holds certificates in human rights and international relations from ASU School of Social Transformation. So Yasmin, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that very formal introduction. <laughs> yeah, and I only slightly butchered it, but it was, we, yeah. did, we, got, we got through it. Um, it's always so anxiety provoking to read people's bios because you don't want to screw them up. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone works so hard to get where they've where they've arrived, you know. So um, we have so many topics we want to talk about today, uh, all really focused on uh, the workplace and things that we're tackling at Illum, but also um, focused on a lot of the experience you bring to the table. But before we talk about the weighty stuff, I want to start with a fun topic, which is astrology. <laughs> so um, for those of you who are listening, um, if you were to be in our Tucson office, you would see a stack of books on Yasmin's desk that are focused on astrology. And I would just love to hear from you what you like about astrology and why you have books on your desk for the, about it. So I'll turn yeah. it over to you. Yeah. You know, astrology, it's so funny that I 
kind of became known as the astrology person of um, this office and previous offices. And I think I just always had this interest in astrology and only recently have I realized it's because I think it's such a fun way to break the ice and to have an in uh, to kind of knowing someone or knowing a little bit about what someone might potentially be like um, and whether you believe in it or not, or if it's accurate for you or not. I think it's just such a fun lens to kind of see yourself through and to, to talk about other people and be able to find some commonalities and connections. Um, so it's really interesting because I always had this interest in astrology. And then now as I've uh, you know, continue to grow in my career, I'm realizing that that stems from a really deep interest in people and finding ways to connect with people. So, you know, now <laughs> in the workplace, I try to use some more evidence-based uh, <laughs> connectors, like maybe the strengths finder assessment, or, um, you know, there's lots of other sort of, again, different lenses to kind of be able to Think about how you operate, how you show up, how you can find connections with others. And yeah, so I think that is kind of why I like to start with astrology, because I feel like it's fun. Everyone has a birthday. Everyone can participate. So yeah, and if you if you can't tell, I'm a Sagittarius, which it's almost Sagittarius season. So this is a great time of year. <laughs> I love it. I, as a Libra, I'm very invested in uh, <laughs> astrology as well. We just transitioned out of my season, but uh, yes, it's, it's know. a great time of year in general. <laughs> it is all the best people are born in the fall. It's true. I, I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that as gospel for now, but I will just underscore that they are great um, icebreakers. I mean, I had fun just flipping through and kind of reading, you know, information about me and your books are fun because they actually get down to the actual birthday versus just like your general, you know, your general sign, which I think we've all been exposed to. But astrology aside, you know, you've joined us at a loom to help us take good care of our team and the well-being of our team. And we're so lucky to have you. And one of the reasons we really wanted to carve out space for this position is simply because there's so much going on in the workforce right now. And it really became clear to us that now is the time to sort of invest. And so I'd like to sort of hear from you on what you see as sort of the broader issues that we're experiencing in the workforce and would love to hear your thoughts on them. Yeah. I mean, I think some something overarching that we're really seeing is this sort of reimagination and redefinition of what our work life should look like and what our, you know, new normal should be. So I think, uh, of course, the pandemic really um, highlighted for everyone uh, these sort of different ways of thinking about work and, and how we can show up to work can exist. So I think, you know, as we're sort of figuring out how to re-enter into a physical workspace, I think along with that has come this idea of reimagining what our work life can look like, especially as it relates to, you know, how we can sort of integrate our personal life and our work life to you know, be our whole selves at work, to have 
the sort of fulfillment and, you know, I don't want to say balance because I think balance is such a, a changing state of being, but sort of how we can have those, those two worlds that I think before used to be seen as very separate kind of merge. And so I think that's, you know, why we're seeing this great resignation, some are calling it, and we're experiencing, you know, all of these sort of tensions of considering these new variables and how they are working together that I think before uh, we had sort of gotten into the stagnant place of, you know, what work should look like. Not to say that there weren't conversations around, you know, how we can create some better work-life balance and, uh, you know, some better just sort of like happiness and fulfillment at work. So yeah, I think that's that's a major theme that we're seeing right now. And I think uh, kind of in line with that, we're having these conversations in the workplace now about what does self-care mean? What does wellness mean? How can we think about those in the context of work and in the context of how work is, you know, merging with our personal lives? But then also I think it we're in this moment of confronting these different norms, um, which is related to some issues of, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion as well. So I think that we're having these conversations and no one has all of the right answers and no one really knows all of the ways um, that we should go about these things, but we're, we're definitely experiencing this, this new kind of relationship between employers and employees of, you know, how should we show up to work and how can we create a new kind of workspace together? I love that um, perspective. And I think it is such a generative one with respect to how we meet this challenge. You know, working in a lot of business circles and then also, you know, obviously as a business owner myself, uh, the old refrain was sort of a command and control mentality with respect Mm -hmm. to um, employer to employee relationships. And that I think for a while has been sort of you know, shifting and changing as we are becoming a little more enlightened around what it means to um, be leaders and have the privilege to work with people who choose to journey with us in their mm-hmm. careers. But but also, as you've mentioned, um, we've all just been through it. Everybody's been having, <laughs> uh, like, you know, how do you even begin to describe the last two years? So you mm-hmm. can't, there's no need. We don't have time right now. <laughs> but... <laughs> But this great re-envisioning is such a, as you said, um, you know, a lovely way of describing it because it, I think it, it anchors us in possibility and not in the anxiety of the moment, like some of the things like the great resignation that all the, you know, everyone is talking about and thinking about. So if we were to kind of step back and think about your role as sort of existing in that space of opportunity uh, in this moment, uh, how do you see your role in helping a loom to meet this moment, either as it relates to hiring or um, some of these topics more broadly that you raised? Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly, right? Like I feel so excited to be in this moment and to think about these problems and how we can re-envision uh, what work should, should look like for us. So I think in my role at a loom, it's to sort of uh, <laughs> be a cheerleader in, in the sense of, of continuing that excitement of, of how can we think about things in a different way? How can we be innovative in the way that we're approaching uh, our work and, and how we're approaching hiring as well? So I think 
something I feel really lucky to have come into is this really strong foundation that Alum has of, you know, having a real true sense of collaboration and care and respect for each other and being a company that is centered around um, people and around the value of, you know, the, the, the work of the people, right? So I think to me and in my role, I kind of seeing it as how can I continue to build on this amazing framework that I've come into and continue making Illum a place that people want to be. You know, I'm, I'm really excited as I'm looking through prospective candidates and, and going through different rounds of interviews with prospective candidates to hear about the excitement of people who might be switching careers or might, you know, have gone back to school during the pandemic and are now excited to um, kind of step into this new space they maybe never even imagined that they could be in. Uh, so yeah, I think, like I said, you, you really put it perfectly. I'm coming into this role with that excitement and enthusiasm of how can we continue to build on what we have and continue to build on the values and culture that we have here at Illum to, you know, use that almost as kind of our hiring practice, right? And I think for me as a candidate coming into Illum, that was something that was so attractive to me is this really supportive environment for both your professional and personal growth. So I think that's kind of the the vision I'm coming into this role with. And yeah, I guess, again, to continue thinking about how do we build those pipelines of interested and diverse candidates who are excited about our work and who also want to continue pushing forward the work with us. So yeah, I think I think that's really my kind of key, um, my key role in how I'm approaching the work that I hope to do at Illum. Well, you certainly brought so much energy already to the sort of goal of bringing more people into the Illum community or workplace. And it's been really interesting to have also your external perspective, because, you know, when you, as I was speaking for myself as an owner, like when you start to build something, you, um, you know, that you're going to have to like build it and tweak it and remodel it and re-envision and at every stage in a company's growth, that's different. But um, what we don't have the benefit of is someone with expertise like yours, you know, being able to come in and sort of breathe new life into our processes and think about things differently. And so it's one of the things that I'm so excited about having you on our team for us, not only because you have the energy to do that and the desire and will, but also just have this, this fresh perspective for us that helps us do better and be better as it relates to our employees. And, you know, kind of along those lines is one of the other things that you were tasked with that you, we talked about in the introduction is um, the topic of internal um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And um, that in particular occupies a special place in your practice. Um, Can you talk to me a little bit about what diversity, equity, and inclusion looks like to you? What does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm thinking about this question, you know, as a woman of color, I'm always aware of how I show up in every space that I occupy. And so I think the way that's translated for me is, is this constant sort of thought of how am I also bringing others in and creating these spaces where individuals feel like they can be themselves and feel valued and comfortable? Um, because I think that's what really primes you to 
do great work. You know, I've I've kind of heard this term of like DEI being talked about as sort of a lens for seeing things. And I think something that I share in my own value set and that Illum shares as well is that, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion isn't just a lens, but it's really central to the work that we do. And it's central to um, the way that we approach everything. And so I think having that shared value set is something that's really exciting for me. And I think, you know, it's also something that I think everyone is going to have to sort of reckon with at some point that there really isn't a path forward without thinking about these commitments to diversity, equity, and inclusion as we continue to, again, reimagine our workspace. So I guess to me, DEI is really that commitment to creating equitable spaces where people can show up in the ways that they fundamentally define themselves and where we can come together to use those perspectives to innovate, think about, you know, new ways of doing things. How can we use our experiences and, you know, our our unique perspectives to inform the work that we do and to continue driving that work forward and also to deliver work that is equitable, you know, for who we're impacting as well. I um, I was just sort of reflecting on what you were saying, and one of the things that I think is so compelling about what you've described too is, like we have our work to do within a loom, you know, and we're very um, committed and focused on DEI as like a central practice of the company and making sure that we're continually making space for that as as we grow and as we evolve. But we also have an industry, you know, a large industry that is tasked with, you know, thinking about the future of our energy um, supply, uh, you know, as well as like who's impacted by that and and how and who who receives the benefits. So for those folks who are listening, I hope that you are also sort of thinking about how you can integrate that as to a central part of your companies or organizations, because it's, um, it's pretty important to the work that we're trying to get done. And it's hard to, it's hard to serve the work well if you're not working on yourself in a sense mm-hmm. as an organization. Mm-hmm. And so kind of along those lines, how do you think Alum can continue to build a culture and practice around this vision of DEI that you're bringing to the company? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, and, you know, not to give ourselves <laughs> to it too much uh, props for this, but I think even just asking the questions, I mean, that is such a, a fundamental place to start, right? I mean, the the conversations around uh, DEI topics are not easy or always comfortable. And I think that they're also not something that we've really um, had exposure to how to navigate in the workplace as well. So I think that the fact that we as a company are asking these questions and as colleagues to each other, that we're thinking through these questions and thinking through how we can, you know, actively work towards solving these problems, I think is is a huge step. Um, And I think in that, thinking about, you know, wellness too, as a part of this conversation and how are we taking care of each other? How are we allowing space for others and for ourselves to process all of the information and and the things that are happening in the world and in our individual lives in this workspace, you know, understanding the, the impacts that our 
happening to us and that we're also having on others. So I think that sort of framework is something that is really important to have as we as we work to continue building the culture and practice around the vision of DEI that, you know, we're talking about. But I also want to be really clear that, you know, we're being very intentional as well about continuing to push these hard conversations and continuing to learn. You know, I think something that can be really intimidating when thinking about uh, DEI topics or, or when going into these sessions is, you know, saying the wrong thing or not knowing all the information. So I think continuing to be open to have uncomfortable conversations and to learn and just know that it's an ongoing process is something that, um, you know, is going to be really key in how we continue to, to evolve in this space. But yeah, I think the, the intentionality is, again, a really important piece and, and constantly challenging ourselves to think about, again, our impacts on each other and in our work is something that, you know, is a, is a work in progress and that we have to continue to do within this work. I think it's that what you're describing in terms of uh, thinking about this as wellness and thinking about this as a way of caring for one another is feels so accurate in the sense that wellness is like, I think, DEI work in the sense that it's a, it's a practice. It's something that you engage in continually. And it, I think the orientation often in corporate America is one of of sort of like checking the box, right? Like mm-hmm. in the most literal sense of we've done these trainings, we're good. Right. Or, you know, or we've met these quotas, we're good, but not really one of um, continual growth and mm-hmm. um, betterment, right? And mm-hmm. one of the things that that is eternally humbling for me and I'm sure for others in similar positions is that, you, you, or maybe all of us really, is that you just realize the more and more you do this work, like how much you have to grow, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're doing it right, you sort of realize mm-hmm. like we all have these really important areas of growth that are beneficial for ourselves, you know, to be better mm-hmm. people in the world, but also for those that we work with and those that we serve. That framing, I think is so nice, that sort of wellness framing in that way. Yeah, I mean, it really is, again, this is like kind of back to our core, which is a a people-centered approach to everything we do. And that, you know, involves seeing the whole person. Um, And so, you know, wellness, issues of diversity, equity, inclusion, I mean, all of these things, I feel like it's hard to talk about one without the other. 100%. 100%. And as I said, that's why we're lucky to have you with us because um, <laughs> you get to help us think about that like full time, which is pretty amazing um, mm-hmm. because it, I feel like it's been interesting since you've joined us, Yasmin, because I, you know, I felt like we had um, sort of been developing and building this within Illumin. And then when you joined, I also am realizing, oh my gosh, now we have all this additional capacity mm-hmm. for this. And what has been also surprising to me, though, if I were to maybe perhaps think about it a little longer, it wouldn't be terribly surprising, but also to realize how much need there is, which speaks Mm. to, I think, the moment we're coming out of. And then Mm -hmm. also, as you've said, the need for this practice of wellness. I'm going a little bit off script. Has there been anything that you've learned um, 
in about your work since joining Illum or things that um, have challenged you that you think might be beneficial for folks who might be in a similar role to you in other organizations? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think that something that is challenging for anyone who does work in the space of DEI and wellness, especially, um, but then also for anyone who, you know, themselves is, is probably learning and confronting these issues and, and facing, you know, these issues that we're talking about. Um, I think thinking about, okay, I'm here to implement this um, practice and culture of wellness and uh, talking about issues of diversity and inclusion and thinking about how we integrate more equitable processes into our everyday practices. So I think it's such an exciting task, but at the same time, I think uh, you can never really anticipate sort of the emotional and mental toll that, that it also takes on you as a person to, you know, kind of think through all of these issues and also be able to help uh, so many people and, and the company as a whole try to tackle and, and solve these issues. So I think, you know, oftentimes, just like sometimes doctors <laughs> maybe aren't the best at going to their annual checkups. Um, sometimes I find myself needing to evaluate my own sort of self-care and, and practice for myself and how I'm kind of balancing uh, thinking about this work and uh, also taking care of myself as well. And I think, again, something that has just been so surprising has been um, just the overwhelming outreach and support that I've received, not only from leadership at Illum, but from everyday, you know, colleagues. I think when I walk in the door, you know, people are always asking me about how I'm doing and, and how I'm sort of participating in my own wellness challenges. And um, I think that culture of taking care of each other is something that has been, you know, really amazing. Uh, but it's also something that is a constant practice that I think has been uh, something you, no one can really anticipate coming into to a role like this and, and building a new role. I think it is, you know, you, that's just sort of the growing pains of that too. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of toss that out there as like an afterthought, but it is true. Like it's a really big deal to not only um, be doing this sort of heady and emotionally taxing work of thinking about these things, it's almost like I imagine a lot like being a therapist in a sense, like you need a certain set of toolboxes, you know, tools in your toolbox to regenerate you uh, because mm -hmm. you're dealing with so many people challenges, which we all know are really difficult challenges, mm -hmm. but, um, but also defining a completely new role in a company that's never had one before. And I mm -hmm. so appreciate that because that's difficult to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. think also just to add, like, you know, it, it's also a new space that we're all sort of entering, right? Like mm -hmm. everyone is gone through the last two years at all different levels and had a lot of different challenges. And I don't think anyone has 
the perfect answers for how we should be meeting this moment and what the right pathway is. You know, this is something that I wish there were a little instruction manual for, but um, we're, we're sort of building it as we go along. And that also is like learning from mistakes and, and learning about how to continue to do better. So yeah, we need a we need like a task force or a working group of all <laughs> folks like trying to to move through this, which I guess would be all of us. But yeah. wouldn't it be interesting though to like to have more resources to swap stories with and sort of share learnings? <laughs> because I think sometimes you can feel like you're defining it by yourself, you know. And sure. And like you said, everyone's going through it right now. Everyone, yeah. I would love to hear you know from anyone listening even what are some you know challenges that are unexpected that you've sort of never even had to think about before uh, this transition um, because I'm sure we would have a lot of similar stories so I think luckily uh, platforms like this and and just uh, being able to be connected in so many ways online has been uh, really kind of a saving grace too of of these different challenges that we're, we're all facing together. Yeah, it's exciting. It'll be interesting to see where we are like in five years, you know, coming out of all of this. And, you know, <laughs> kind of along those lines, what do you think work looks like in the future? Like, what do you see as like the future of the workplace? Not to, not to be overly grand about yeah. it, but like, what does the future of the workplace look like? And then also, you know, what does that look like with respect to um, solutions that you're thinking about moving into the next year? Yeah, I mean, you know, something that I think a lot of companies have uh, struggled with is even in the language of, you know, return to work, uh, return to (laughs) pre-pandemic working style. And I think, honestly, I think the future of work is going to be something new and something that we all define together. I don't think that there's ever going to be a return to a pre-pandemic lifestyle or working style. So I think what does Oprah say that the only thing that is known is the unknown. (laughs) So that is sort of how I'm I'm seeing this future of work is I think it's going to be something that is new and something that we all create together. And Um, Something that I think more than now, more than ever, that the employees and the workers are going to have a big hand in defining and setting boundaries around. So I think that's probably uh, in my crystal ball, (laughs) the most, the most accurate sort of understanding of the future that I can see. Uh, But with that, I think uh, what we're doing at Illum in terms of our strategic vision and solutions and thinking about the next year is thinking about how to take that input from everyone at all levels, um, from people we're working with, from people in the community, how we're using our you know, lessons from the last two years to inform the way we go about redefining and shaping the way that we're doing the work going forward. And I think a big part of that is in our DEI work too. So I think that, again, we're never going to go back to a workplace where you leave yourself at the door and you leave all of the the world's problems at the door when you come into the office. You know, I think that we're going to constantly continue to have 
these conversations and to integrate them into our workspaces because, you know, I think we've kind of come to realize that there's really no way to separate ourselves from the work and it's really not beneficial either. I think we do our best work when we can really be ourselves. So yeah, I think at Illum, it's it's gathering that information. It's being intentional intentional about continuing to have those conversations and to ask for that feedback. Um, and I think it's also about, again, a constant practice and not feeling like there's an end goal to reach, but understanding that there is a constant work and practice of taking care of ourselves, of asking questions, and of, of working together to, to think about what, what work looks like going forward. It's such a, 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 an exciting place to be, you know, it's so easy, I think, to think about work as entirely transactive and it's certainly some, some days you kind of wish it were like, I think there are moments <laughs> where like, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's these, these sort of times where it feels sort of hard to show up and mm-hmm. in a, from a place of sort of careful vulnerability or sort of self or self-awareness maybe is the way to think mm-hmm. about it. But it also, like you said, just makes the work so much better. And particularly as researchers who's who study people, mm-hmm. you know, that that work and self-awareness is so important around just even things as perhaps simple and as complex as like addressing bias in our work and um, really understanding what we're bringing to it and, you know, thinking through those things. So, Yasmin, is there anything else that you want to say or, or add as part of this discussion that you think would be useful for our listeners? You know, I think that The biggest takeaway is that, you know, probably if we revisited this conversation in six months from now, um, we're going to have so many more things to say. And I think even now there's so many things that we could talk about and say about the current trends of things that are happening, about how we uh, can build on and integrate these practices of self-care and reimagining work and DEI. But I think, you know, it's just continuing to be gentle with ourselves (laughs) to say that, you know, it's a a work in progress and we're going to just continue to learn and have new information as it's available. So I hope, you know, for our listeners and for us here at Illum that we're all able to continue supporting each other in this journey to figuring out, you know, this new normal that we're going to be living in. And yeah, I would love to hear from everyone about their, their solutions and, and thoughts on these topics and what's worked well for them. Yeah, I love that. So for folks listening, please reach out or give us some of your ideas or thoughts on, you know, what you're doing and what challenges, as Yasmin said, you might be facing and um, ways that you're working to overcome them. Because I think we can all benefit from learning from each other in this moment. So Yasmin, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much. I have to say it has been such a pleasure and an honor to be in such an amazing, such an amazing space with such caring and just brilliant people. Um, I think, yeah, I, I could not have 
anticipated what an amazing and exciting place this would be to work. And so I'm so excited to just continue uh, learning from everyone and uh, working with everyone going forward. So I just have to say a thank you and a, and a shout out to the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know the team feels the same way about you. It's very mutual. And we're really, like I said, lucky and grateful to have you as we kind of create this vision for ourselves as we grow you know you really do have all of the issues at the heart of our workplace like in your hands right now and are uh, able to sort of build and cultivate those so i'm so grateful that we've had this opportunity to kind of talk to each other but also to share what you're doing with our listeners because i'm sure that they're going to see real value in that and i hope that it inspires some curiosity about their own organizations and perhaps even sparks opportunities for other um, positions kind of like yours and other organizations that could benefit from it and um, and creating that sort of capacity as well. So with that, thank you everyone out there for listening. This month, Current celebrated a milestone of having over 3,500 podcast listens, and we owe that success to all of you who are following our content. I'm so curious to know who all of you are. So if you're uh, listening, please reach out. We'd love to hear a little bit more about you. And if you have any ideas about episodes or any ideas about how we can do better and be better um, and thoughts for Yasmin, please send us a note at info at illumadvising.com. Current is created by Alum's production team, music by Blue Dot Sessions. We'll talk to you all next time. Bye.